Good morning. This is the November 16th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone who wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we're talking about the WCW Championship from the year 2000 that you just might not know anything about. So it's late in 2000, and WCW is a disaster. In September, Vince Russo actually booked himself to the WCW Championship by beating Booker T inside a steel cage. Well, technically outside a cage, since he won by escaping, and by escaping I mean being driven through the section of fencing by a Goldberg spear. Even dressed in shoulder pads and a New York Giants helmet didn't help Russo avoid joining Bret Hart on the list of people whose careers ended at the hands of Goldberg. I guess no one told Bill they were going to gimmick the section of fence to break away easily, because he hit Russo with enough force to break through Supermax prison fence, and sent Vince's head bouncing off the steel barricade in between them and the fans, some five feet away. Vince Russo would announce the next week on Nitro that he wasn't a wrestler and didn't want the title, therefore vacating it. His doctors had told him that the severity of his most recent concussion, he collected a few in his very brief in-ring career, would necessitate that he not even leave home for several weeks. So while everyone else in WCW hopped on a plane for an Australian tour, Russo fired up the fax machine. When that form of communication grew tiresome, had no one in WCW heard of email by 2000? He stepped away from his creative duties altogether. The Australian tour did great business in terms of dollars and cents, but the TV ratings remained in the toilet. Rumors began circulating that the company was for sale. Eric Bischoff was spearheading a group with interest in buying the dying company, as well as three other rumored potential suitors. Companies from Japan, France, and Germany were said to be interested, although nothing more specific was pumping through the rumor mill. Well, Japanese crowds aren't known for being the most enthusiastic, so perhaps a coin was flipped between the two remaining possibilities, but WCW decided to see if their foreign luck would stay hot and scheduled a tour of Europe that would conclude in Germany with a German-exclusive pay-per-view event on this day in 2000. The event was titled Millennium Final and was held in Oberhausen, Germany, without English commentary as it was never intended to be seen or even mentioned in the States. The card opened with Chronic beating Kidman and Mysterio of the Filthy Animals in a tag match. The second match on the card was a battle royal, where the winner would advance to a triple threat match to determine Sting's opponent in the main event. Mike Awesome would win by last eliminating Alex Wright. The other competitors in the battle royal were, well, everyone else on the card not named Sting, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, or Booker T as the majority of the card would be pulling double duty at least on this evening. Kwiwi beat Elix Skipper in a singles match. Ernest Miller beat Mike Sanders and thereby held on to his title as WCW Commissioner. General Rection got a DQ win over the United States Champion Lance Storm and Screamin' Norman Smiley beat Fit Finley in an Oktoberfest hardcore match. The one and only match that would have any impact on future televised storylines was the tag title match that saw General Rection and Alex Wright, both of whom pulled triple duty on this card, take the tag titles from the natural-born thrillers Jindrak and O'Hare. Though by the time they got back to the States, Das Wunderkind would defend the tag titles with his usual Boogie Nights partner, Disco Inferno. 
General Rection was filling in for the injured Disco, and that's the kind of small details WCW wasn't about to sweat over in these dying days of the company. Moving to the last three matches on the card. Match number eight was linked to that earlier Battle Royal. The winner of the Battle Royal, Mike Awesome, would face Kevin Nash in a triple threat to see who moved on to the main event. The third man in the match would be Alex Wright, though I couldn't find a single reference as to how or why he made his way into the match. Was it because he was the last man eliminated by Awesome in the Battle Royal? Possibly, but that would beg the question, what was the point of winning the Battle Royal if the last two guys moved on anyway? But again, late 2000 WCW, why bother with details? Nash would pin both men to move on to the main event. Match number 9 was a WCW World Heavyweight Championship match that saw Booker T retain against Scott Steiner. The main event was Sting versus Kevin Nash. But while Sting is certainly a megastar, what made this match worthy of a headline position over the World Heavyweight Championship? Well, it was the WCW European Cup, of course. Oh, you've never heard of the European Cup? Yeah, neither had I, so don't feel bad. And what did Sting do to earn his spot in the Cup Championship main event? Well, dig the cup out of storage, I presume, because he was the defending WCW European Cup champion. He had won the cup in a 16-man tournament in March of 1994 in Hamburg, Germany. At that time, WCW was playing with the idea of creating their own version of King of the Ring. And this was the test run for that of sorts. What's that, you say? You didn't know about the 94 tournament either? Well, again, I'm right there with you. But what if I told you I'm almost certain you know at least one of the matches that took place in that tournament? Because it was that 94 European Cup tournament and the German elevator cable ring ropes that led to Mick Foley losing his ear in a quarterfinal match against Vader in Dresden, Germany on March 16th. I actually found a picture of the 94 tournament brackets online that looks like it was typed on an old Remington typewriter. And let me tell you, that tournament could have started out on TV and finished nicely on pay-per-view, and the names would have rivaled any King of the Ring. Vader, Cactus Jack, Regal, Flair, Austin, Steamboat, Sting, Ron Simmons, and so on. But back to 2000 and the European Cup Championship defense that took place on this day in wrestling history, November 16th, 2000. The rest of the card didn't make the cut on Peacock, but the main event would later wind up on a Sting DVD, so it's out there if you dig a bit. The cup itself is something to behold. It's lowered from the rafters in a museum-quality glass cube. Its wooden base is about the size of the UK Heritage Cup, but the cup itself is at least twice as wide. It's painted blue and gold with a gold top that looks like a sugar bowl, and the handle on top looks like about a half-scale Fabergé egg. Local sports hero and former professional boxer Axel Schultz takes care of the cup as it lands in the ring, as he is special guest referee for the main event. Nothing special about the match, though. Most notable is the lack of outside interference. Sting gets Nash to tap to the Scorpion Deathlock in under six minutes, and the confetti flies. Your winner, and still European Cup champion, Sting. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about the Millennium Final the European Cup, or the dying days of WCW, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show, or just search for Daily Wrestling News Show. 
Either way, click join, and we'll let you in to talk about WCW or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. Thank you.